even if you're working with something that isn't great, if you like give it context, if you give it some sort of like meaning and some sort of like nice frame or whatever it is, um, you can really make something that isn't always great look way better. It's your host, Daryl Pinkham. Well, it's another awesome week, another great guest, and another opportunity for me to bring you value through someone else's story. But before we jump into that, I'm just so excited that episode 100 is coming up, and it's going to be amazing. Um, If you know about episode 50, I did a nine hour live stream with about 12 guests and I'm pretty sure I'm going to do something similar to that again. So to learn more, go to passionbehindtheart.com slash one zero zero. That's passionbehindtheart.com slash one zero zero episode 100. It's coming and I'm so excited about it. Remember, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes. We are on Spotify. We are on TuneIn Radio. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. That's passionbehindtheart.com to learn about everything that we are doing and what's going on with the podcast and what's the next moves. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. I am very, very excited to have Jenna Bresnahan on the Passion Behind the Art Show. Wonderful designer, and I'm super excited to have the person behind the work on the show. And I didn't have to repeat my last name to you. Got it right on the first try. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, Jenna. Um, Let's get started. Like, how did this design journey start for you? So um, most of the women in my on my mom's side of the family were creative. So I kind of grew up in that realm. But they were more uh, creative in, like, stage design and mm. Broadway productions and singing, things like that. And so I remember um, I was in first grade. I decided very young I wanted to do something creative. I just didn't know what exactly. So I was in first grade. I did this busted watermelon drawing. Like my fingerprint was the watermelon seeds, but my aunt was an interior designer and um, I brought it home. I didn't even care about it back in first grade. And she really liked it. And it actually inspired her to create this whole um, nursery surrounded around this watermelon thing. And she put it in this beautiful frame. And it actually was like, I remember the crib had this like flowing thing over it. It was just like a beautiful room. And she brought me there and she's like, Oh, this, you inspired this. And so at that point I knew that it's like, even if you're working with something that isn't great, if you like give it context, if you give it 
some sort of like meaning and some sort of like nice frame or whatever it is right, right, uh, right. can really make something that isn't always great look way better. And then um, for some reason I got into dance and I actually went to school um, for uh, business marketing and then a minor in dance. And then, wow, yeah, which is like, what? Uh, and so around sophomore year, I woke up and I was like, what the hell am I going to do with a business marketing degree and a minor in dance? So I switched over to uh, graphic design. So mm. it worked out in the long run. <laughs> well, you could have market yourself in dance. <laughs> yeah, short run career, I think. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. I was pretty into dancing when I was younger, but that's more like the street hip hop dancing. Well, I would love to make a video of like charcoal on my shoes and make it a word. So if you want to <laughs> do a dance video, I'm down. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, okay. So you switched over to graphic design and like, that's a great combination, marketing and graphic design, business marketing, graphic design. So where did it go from there? Did you kind of like get your dream job right out of school? Like, where did it oh, go God, from there? No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, my first job out of school was in sales. It was awful. Um, a lot of phone calls, but then mm. I got my first design job and it was actually designing um, cell phone cases. So wow. my design career has been across a lot of realms. I did design for um, Jaguar. I've done Spencer's Gifts for their mm. bachelorette party. That was a wild trip. <laughs> I've done <laughs> a lot of things under the sun. <laughs> Um, and so my first job was designing cell phone cases and, uh, we got a good opportunity when I first started, uh, to do a contract with target and mm. target wanted these specialized cases. And so, um, although I was working with manufacturers, I was still able, able to like create my own designs on the cases. And that's when I really started to like, it was pretty open-ended. So okay. that's when I start to experiment with type and then also with patterns and hand drawn elements and things like that. So that was my start. Gotcha. So like when did this epitome or this aha moment about lettering, when did that emerge? It was really just a combination of a lot of, it was just perfect timing. I grew up, you know, like doodling on my notebook, like most people do when they're artists, but I always had a thing for creating ribbons. And when you're drawing ribbons, you start to get like when they fold in on each other and right, right, right. And like where that shadow hits and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I had these notebooks of just like ribbons over ribbons over ribbons. And lettering wow. actually made more sense to me because when you're drawing it, you overlap yourself. And so you get that natural feeling similar to a ribbon. Um, mm. And so it kind of made sense one day. I was uh, my second job in design was actually at NYU. And okay. I was given the opportunity to do a sustainability poster. And for some reason, I just 
thought of ribbons and how do you make, you know, like, don't make more trash in the world pretty. (laughs) (laughs) And so it just led one thing into another. And then I started doing type from there. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. What would you say was the coolest, if you don't, hopefully you have one, but the coolest lettering project you had to work on? Hmm. I uh, last year I actually got to work with Google Manchester. Mm. They were doing an installation of lettering in their new Google office. So that was kind of fun just because it's like you get this email and it says from Google. You're just like, what? (laughs) That's awesome. That's cool. But as far as a project pushing me out of my comfort zone, I think that I usually push myself out of my own comfort zone way more than a client ever would. Um, So I think right now what I'm currently working on (laughs) would be the one. (laughs) Okay. But I Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I saw I saw the look on your face. You're like, uh, I don't think I'm gonna. Do. <laughs> I will say though. Um, I will say though. Recently, I did uh, two murals, and that was just using um, spray paint. And so that was just a new, challenging thing, and that was kind of nice to do because I'm crossing a different line in that aspect. I'm, right. It's not no longer a design. So. Right. So was that your first time using spray paint? Um, on like a very large scale. scale. Yeah. Mm. So I've done two so far back last year. Hopefully this year more shall come. But so what did you do to kind of prepare yourself for that? Um, I drew on an iPad. (laughs) 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 No, but, um, no, I've, I've experienced using spray paint before. So it wasn't like my first time I ever picking up a can because that would be nuts. Um, But (laughs) I did it with someone else. So they're and they're used to using spray paint. So there was that like, how do I do this? What hat do I use? Things like that. So. Okay. Gotcha. 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 I want to use a brush, but that would take days in comparison. Like what scale was it? Was it like huge? It was, um, I think it ended up being, I forget. I think it was 12 by, yeah, so 12 feet by 8. Okay. That's a decent size. Yeah. That's a decent size. Bigger than me. (laughs) (laughs) And how big are you? I am 5'5". How tall? I'm a medium-sized person. (laughs) Now you're pretty... um, It's medium. Regular. Yeah, that's, that's regular. Cross the board. Yeah, my shoe size yeah. regular, <laughs> height regular. <laughs> so, what would you say was the greatest struggle you had to overcome through your journey? So I saw this question. Um, I think there's a lot of things. There's like personal things that you go through. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my mom before I actually even became a designer. So I think mm-hmm. that was something that just stayed with me. Um, because she would have been my biggest supporter, but just never got the opportunity to see it. But then from a design perspective, I think I'm my own worst challenge. Um, I spent a lot of time figuring out where I wanted to live after I graduated. Mm. I moved to LA for a year. It was nice. 
Um, but not for me. I need rain. Something to wash. You need rain. <laughs> I just something to wash the streets everyone's just you know, like the peace. Like I've never been to LA though. Just a nice shower every once in a while. Um and so then I moved to uh Philly because my cousin lived there. And mm-hmm. I couldn't decide if I wanted to live in DC or New York. So then I decided New York because I wanted tall buildings. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, that was a good two years of my life just figuring out that. But okay. I think my biggest challenge, still still working on it, it's just getting over your own self. Like sometimes I want to work on a project that never gets finished. And sometimes mm-hmm. I want to redo another project. And so I constantly... I constantly want to do something that is in comparison to the last thing that I did. So if I'm doing gotcha, elegant gotcha. calligraphy in one, I want to compare it to something that's like abstractish, And I like to challenge myself in that way. And mm. so I see a lot of other designers and they go down this one path of type and it's amazing. But right. For whatever reason, maybe it's because I get bored easily or something. I just constantly am trying to do something different the next time. So I guess I'm probably my own worst enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's a good thing, though, like to constantly be challenging yourself to even just consciously think about, okay, I did this this one time. I'm going to go the total opposite the next time. Like, I can't say that. I just normally think like that. So yeah. that's a good challenge. Well, I try. It keeps me um, up in Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to say um, one thing, though, I'm sorry that you lost your mom, but how old were you when that happened? I was 22. Okay. Yeah. So Tough. it's weird because um, when she passed away, I was still a dance minor. <laughs> so mm. it's just like odd and then afterwards, I dropped it. So right. and I switched career paths pretty much. So gotcha. still in the arts. Um, I think she would have been just as proud as if she was sitting in a dance rehearsal. But it's weird because she never saw me like create a physical product. She see me. Dance. Right. 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 It's tough. So who would you say? are the people that you surround yourself with your support system? Who are those people? Um, there are people that have been in my life for a while. My aunt, the one that made the amazing watermelon <laughs> framed art. <laughs> right. Um, she's been a big supporter. She's a huge help. Um, she constantly, she kept all my art. So all my art is, in her basement. I was going through it the other day and I was just like, this is crazy. There's like, Hey Arnold drawings in a sketchbook somewhere. It's like best friends. It's so corny. Wow. And she kept it all, which is amazing. And so it's always fun to go over to her place and see everything. And then she also, um, like, cause she was an interior designer has these like things of taking my artwork and putting it up in a room and changing the room for whatever season. And I always just appreciated the fact that you can create something and have it be for a certain purpose. And it doesn't have to be like thrown away or 
stuck right. somewhere. You can bring it back out. It doesn't have to stay up year round or it doesn't have to be something that's permanent. You can just right. have its like that's moments. True. That's true. So. so when you were going through that stuff, did you like, cause I can't imagine, like I, I just wish someone would have kept my old drawings, <laughs> but like when you were, when you were going through that stuff, did it get like emotional or anything? Or you just was like pure surprise. It was more of excitement. Wow. It wasn't sadness. It because uh, she also had my mom's portfolio, which my mom mm. did um, stage design and costume design, and it's so interesting to see that you know I painted throughout high school, so I could kind of see the mutual artistic ability between her and I. But I never like saw her college work, and right. she never saw obviously my college work. And so it's crazy to see those side by side. And she uses completely different materials than me. She uses watercolor, which I do not mess with. <laughs> and she doesn't do any type. There's no type whatsoever. But it's all this costume design. And there's a lot of detail on um, color schemes, which I usually work a lot in black and white. And so it's just so interesting to see the comparison. And I actually was right. super excited that she still had both of our stuff. So, and your aunt is awesome. She framed a few of my mom's things, which was awesome. Yeah, your aunt is awesome. More power to her. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is like epic. (laughs) That's epic, though, because you know, just to think, like now that you're talking about it, and I'm trying to remember some of the drawings and stuff like that I did when I was younger. Like, I probably could count on one hand stuff that I still have. Yeah. Yeah, she's got it all. A, wow. Wow. So what is the first hour like for Jenna? So I have about three apps of lists, like checkoff lists. Wow. For no reason whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> they all have their different aspects to them. Um, but one of them just goes off at 8 a.m. every morning and I just haven't changed the settings. So first thing when I wake up, I usually see all the tasks that I haven't checked off, which is great. <laughs> and then um, and then from there, I usually check like social media and my email. And then within probably the first half hour, I usually even open my computer before I like go mm-hmm. take a shower, brush my teeth and everything. I open it up just to see because I'll have random things still open from the day before. And I don't know, it's just nice to like log on and like be awake, I guess. And then I just keep that going and then go get ready for the rest of the day. Okay. And when you say have stuff open, that's like work that you were working on something that you were working on. Sometimes it's work. Sometimes it's an inspiration that I just dragged to my desktop really late at night. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's, a very busted half-assed idea that I just threw together when it was really late. Sometimes it's finalized things and I just want to recheck mm-hmm. it with like right. fresh eyes in the morning. So it depends. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. So book recommendations. This, this question is a hard one for me. I don't read a lot when it comes to books. I'm more of a mm-hmm. random, um, I want to know a fact about something type of person. Okay. Um, so I usually dive pretty deep into my fact checking. 
Um, <laughs> but I also travel a lot. And then I'm, I've always been a huge nature person. So gotcha. when it comes to reading, I'm probably, if it's not something that sparks my interest and I want to double fact check it, it's probably something like travel wise or animal wise or like how many pandas are there left or something <laughs> random like that. <laughs> But I dive deep. I dive deep. Well, I did, when I was reading your bio, I was like, man, she has traveled quite a bit, yeah. which I've traveled quite a bit. So it was kind of cool to see um, the different transitions um, that you went through. Because I actually, I was born in Jamaica, but I grew up in New York. I lived in New York most of my life. Oh, okay. And then I, like the last 10 I, last nine years, I've been living in um, Georgia. Oh, okay, nice. I... Yeah, but New York is my, um, I would say, <clears throat> love New York. I just got tired of the weather. I got tired of the weather. Georgia is actually the only East Coast state I haven't been to. Really? Yeah. Well, you got you got to make a visit I at some know. point. I know. I'm over yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love traveling. Um, a lot of a lot of what I'm doing, just setting up everything that I set up, is that at some point I can be able to travel and still do what I'm doing. That it will like traveling won't hinder it. Yeah, can't wait. I think wait. traveling is one of the best things anyone could ever do for themselves. Mm hmm. Because it just the whole idea of experiencing somewhere else, and especially when you get outside the country, just different cultures and stuff like that. Yeah, and just it makes you more self-aware of who you are. Like, why did mm -hmm. I think that I could just go and do this somewhere, you know? <laughs> like, you need to know the way the rest of the world works. True. Yeah, that's the truth. I definitely agree with you. So what's next? What's on the horizon other from that secret project that you didn't <laughs> want to share earlier? What's, what's next? Um, so I just kind of want to merge everything. Last year, I spent a lot of time learning. Um, mm -hmm. So I mentioned before the murals that I did. But then on the digital realm, I learned coding and I learned animation. So nice. I would like to get to a place where I'm kind of working in both realms, both digital mm -hmm. and, you know, the gallery world or the art world. Um, and I'm not really sure what that looks like when I start to merge those two. I'm kind of trying right now, experimenting between the two, and we'll see what that comes up with. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So have you tried to do like any um, animated like letterings that you did, like trying to animate them and stuff like that? I have. Um, it's hard when you start to mix two genres, you know, so my hand lettering mm -hmm. is obviously by hand and then animation is digital. And I have this level of perfection when it comes to my hand drawings that at the moment my animation skills aren't meeting. Uh, mm. So again, back to myself, probably getting in my own way. But <laughs> if I can figure out a good way to mesh them without me feeling like the animation is lagging or something mm. I'm not experienced in, then you will see something from me. But if I can't, then I guess you figured out that I didn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, that's cool, though. Um, that's cool. So how long did it take you to kind of get the grasp of the whole animation deal? It's an ongoing process, but I think it was I had a slow December, um, especially mm-hmm. with holidays and everything. And so it took me about a month of just dabbling around with it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was helpful to get uh, other designers animations and kind of pick them apart on how they piece those together. So I would say that was the biggest help above all. That's cool. That's cool. Cause I, I I'm currently, I, I try, I'm trying to step up my um, UX UI skills and I got a course. I'm in the middle of it, bought a course and I'm in the middle of like, just trying to, learn the whole deal behind it are you designing or are you coding well mostly designing not coding yeah mostly designing just to get the whole idea of um, adobe xd and um the functions and stuff like that so it's pretty cool nice um but so i'm 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 there with you with the just trying to learn and then try to step up your game a little yeah it's nice because you you get these elements that I like I'll excel at, you know, like a feature image that I can design and then I bring it into code and then I can excel at like, you know, when it shrinks down to mobile because I understand that creative side, whereas Mm -hmm. a lot of other coders would just like leave it how the the text is. But um, then it comes to when things start to break and I'm just like, I don't know. This one guy was (laughs) like. Oh, you're missing a space here. Am I? Oh, of course. Duh. Of course, I'm missing a space. Well, I mean, Jenna, this has been great. It was great to finally meet you. Great you, to talk wow. to you. Great to hear your story. Um, learned a lot, uh, 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 a lot more about you behind the person behind the work, and it's it's great. It's great, and. Um, where can people go to learn more about you, find out what you're doing? Uh, I guess just my Instagram and my regular website. So Instagram is Jenna underscore Lee B L E I G H B. And then just my website is jennabresnahan.com. Good luck spelling it, but maybe you'll find me on a Google search. <laughs> Well, I, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. He is in boy. <laughs> R is in Richard. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, Jenna, thanks so much for coming on. I'll definitely keep in touch. Yes, but for now, for sure. I'm going to let you go. Maybe I'll make it thanks. to Georgia. Yes. Just let me know. Right. Let me know when, whenever I'm in New York, I go. I'm not sure when I'm going again because this year I was there like too much. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I went in New York too much. I was well in the span of a month and a half. I think I was there four times. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the next time you're here, let me know. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I still have a lot of family in there. But for now, I'm going to let you go, Jenna. It was a blast. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of your night. You too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope it's been super valuable to you. And you're now ready to take your audience building, your community growing to the next level to help you and help me 
build our empire for lack of a better word or just to build our thing um remember to stop by itunes passion behind the art and leave a review and subscribe it's very important to me it helps the podcast grow and it makes me feel good to kind of hear from you guys to know what you like about this podcast what it's done for you so jump on itunes and subscribe and leave a review passion behind the art be blessed